Have you wanted to make better habits and better choices in your life? Well, today I'm gonna be breaking down the 12 success habits that you can use to improve your life today. Welcome to the Leith Wallace podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Leif Wallace, product designer, speaker, and design advocate. And according to researchers at Duke University, habits account for about 40% of our behaviors on any given day. And understanding how to build new habits and how your current habits work is essential to making progress in your health, your happiness, and your life in general. But there can be a lot of information out there, and most of all, it isn't really simple to digest and can be complicated. And to solve this problem and break it down in a very simple manner, I have created this 12 step guide for you to help you build habits that actually stick. And if you stay till the end, I'll give you a bonus one that's super essential in life right now. Now let's get into today's episode. I know that this training will not only help you because it's helped me specifically and I'm still working on these key things today that I want to share with you right now but I've seen massive improvements in my marriage, in my career, in my life, in my family and even though there are problems in my life like anybody, even though there's challenges in my life like anybody, one of the key things I'm loving about what I'm going to share with you today is fundamentally how small and incremental changes can have massive impacts on your life. So today, really, I want to talk about the 12 success habits that you can use and how it will help you today. So fundamentally, well, why is it important to build good habits? Well, habits are essential to our health. They make or break our chances for achieving and maintaining our lifestyle goals, such as sticking to an eating plan, exercising regularly and managing your spiritual, physical and mental and I'd even add emotional health. Along with fundamentally, look at this now, increasing the quality of life that you have and also promoting longevity. And for many of us, you know, our home life, our family, whatever choices we made as we've grown up, we could have picked up some bad habits along the way. (laughs) You know, I know I have. And as a result, it means that we always have to be paying attention to our habits. Why? I'm going to show you why. Because good habits allow us to achieve more from our life and achieve the things that we really want to achieve as well. So I want to show you what BJ Fogg breaks down in his book, Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. He says there are only three things that you can do that will create lasting change. Have an epiphany, change our environment or change our habits in tiny ways. He breaks down that habits work by doing these three steps. Number one, what is the trigger? Number two, what is the action? And number three, what's the reward? And just like that wheel that spins over and over again, the reason why a habit is formulated and is performed over and over again is because the trigger of that habit is something that we like fundamentally. And I'm going to show you today. Once we like something, once we really appreciate that thing that we do, then we repeat it over and over again, even if it is for a, even if the consequence of that thing is for a negative, if we like it, for example, like eating bad sugary foods, uh, as a result, we may get fat or have hypertension, diabetes, high blood pressure, whatever it may be, over time, obviously, not just eating it one off, but over time, consistent bad eating, as an example, will have an impact on our life. 
what we watch from a negative standpoint could make us either think a certain way, act a certain way, perform and do certain things. So we've got to pay attention to our habits on a daily basis. I love this science around neuroplasticity. It says you can become a new person if you choose to. Neuroplasticity, which is brain plasticity, also known as neuroplasticity, is a term that refers to the brain's ability to change and adapt as a result of, look at this, experience and choice. So this is why when uh, one of my favorite authors, Dr. Caroline Leaf says, our brains can change as we think and grow new brain cells, which is called neurogenesis, using the incredible power in our minds. We can persist and grow in response to life's challenges. We can take our thoughts captive and change the way that we think. She writes this in her book, Switch On Your Brain. So look at the last statement. We can change our thoughts captive and change the way that we think. She is a a cognitive neuropsychologist with 30 years of experience and in her studies she has found we can change the way we think simply by you know taking thoughts captive and we can change the way we think speak and act powerful so today i want to go into the 12 success habits that you can use to change your life today and number one what i want you to focus on is how you can set not only your goals but fundamentally set your habits habits not your goals set your habits not your goals now habits are really powerful in james clear's book atomic habits tiny changes with remarkable remarkable results he breaks down that there are four stages of habit formation number one is noticing number two is wanting number three is doing and number four is lighting liking so when we talk about noticing this is when you where people lack motivation when really they're lacking clarity in the wanting stage, this is where we understand the environment plays a massive role. So really creating the environment that you want to exceed, succeed in your goal. We're doing it, optimizing for the start, not the finish line and liking what you do because we repeat behaviors because we like them. And explicitly what he says is just, you know, you've got a plan when and where and how you will implement the habit that you want as you won't always feel like doing the thing that you want to do. So uh, I love this, uh, you know, if you want to exercise more, maybe pack your exercise bag the night before and leave it at your front door. So you have to literally step out, step over the bag or that you can't even open your door because the bag is like right there. So that's an example of <clears throat> preparing for the habit that you want. Another example is, let's say you want to read more and I've been doing this, you leave a box of books beside your bed and every night you leave your phone charging in another room or downstairs, wherever it may be, just don't charge your, room, your phone in your, in your room. Then you'll be able to not pick up your phone first thing in the morning, you'll be able to read a book. Uh, you can lay out your yoga mat inside of your bedroom or wherever and so you know, ah, first thing I've got to do is exercise. Many people think they lack motivation, but what they really lack is clarity. James Clear broke this down. So this is why it's so super clear to first focus on like, where, where do you need real clarity? So I really focus on getting into prayer, praying, speaking to friends, family members that may know me, a mentor that you trust and appreciate, accountability partners that you have that surround you. And really get, an, get a clear understanding of so like where, what, what, what is it that you want to achieve and how can I get clear? and achieving that goal. This is why goals need clarity. You wanna understand it, give your goals a time and a place to live in the world. Think about what you want to work on and imagine yourself in the future having completed that goal. So this is the idea of, you know, 
in using your imagination to tap into where you want to be, not just focusing on where you are now. About also going on to say, um, also imagine yourself in the future having failed at that failed at that goal, and what strategies you'd put in place to make sure that you don't fail. So you can start with paper first, write it down on a piece of paper. And then you can move those goals into Notion so that you can have an app on your phone with Notion. You can have it on your desktop. And then you can, you know, every day you can open it up on your phone. As you read this on your phone, you can just keep reviewing your goals. But think about it yourself in the future. Now, when you think about your future self, you can have some I am statements where you say, like, I am a person who earns whatever that may be. I'm a person who values time with God time with family, time with friends, time with my spouse, my partner. I'm a, pa a person who goes on X amount of holidays a year. Or I'm a well-known designer, speaker, entrepreneur, leader. Having a bunch of I am statements and putting them on your wall are super, super helpful. You see, you could say I have a thriving business career or business, sorry, or career in. Or I have a marriage that is full of love, growing, giving, whatever it may be. I have friendships that are loyal, trustworthy, edifying. I have people around me or people I work with who are friendly and cooperative and inspirational. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be in the future, start acting as if you're that person now and basically put in habits in place now to help you get there. This is really important. All right. So when you think about your goals, think about the clarity of your family, relationships, spiritual professional self-development emotional think about it in all the big aspects of your life start writing them down and then we're going to show you how to really break those goals down so here you can see like let's say you had an a4 sheet of paper on your a4 sheet of paper and i think i do have some here right so you'll just take your simple a4 sheet of paper uh, let me just try and show you so you guys can see it here fundamentally you have your a4 sheet of paper you're going to Draw a line down the middle, draw a line across it. Hi everyone, thank you again for listening to today's episode. And if you'd love to know more, please visit me at www.lathwallace.com www.lathwallace.com to find out more information about how I can help you just really improve yourself as a designer and really get those habits into your life in a really, really effective way. Now let's get back into today's episode. So you draw a line down the middle, a line across it. That super helps you really understand. Okay, next you're going to say, all right, well, what do I want to achieve over the next five years, 12 months, six months, three months, seven days. And you can begin to truncate it down. Instead of three months, you could say 30 days instead rather, or one month. You know, what do I achieve in the next month? So you can really get as truncated as you want to be. But the idea here, here is you're taking the big goal of five years, you're breaking it down into smaller pieces bit by bit. The way you can look at it is that uh, in five years, I want to, you know, it's an example I put together, buy a house, get married, start my business, move career or go on holiday. In the next 12 months, you might want to raise 20 grand in savings for your house, uh, propose to your fiance on the anniversary, go on free holidays abroad, increase your salary by 10 or 20K. In the next six months, go on a vacation abroad to Europe, have 10K in an, my investment account, uh, have sold 50 to 100 items from an online store that you might be trying to set up. In three months, you, you know, you're completing an online training needed to qualify for a salary raise, having a three to 5K investment account, uh, built 
and launched uh, a website for your online store. In the next seven days, this is where you get even smaller. So you're saying, list of steps I need to take to raise my salary. Set up an investment account. You can go to Vanguard and set up an investment account or Hargreaves Lansdowne, for example, uh, to save for my house. Uh, find a web designer to get me three to five quotes for my business site. Review a budget for my money. You see, the idea here is that you're saying, all right, I'm taking responsibility and I'm going to step by step break things down into these smaller stages, these smaller uh, 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 truncated areas or time frames to help me really understand what I need to achieve to get there. So as you do this, uh, remember, you can choose to be the victim of your environment or you can architect or you can choose to be the architect of it. You can make the good behaviors easier and the bad behaviors harder. So this is why when you start to break things down into time frames and you look at the next seven days and you also remember remember before when I mentioned to you that you also, as you begin to think towards it, what habits do I need to take to get me to where I want to be? Then you can start to re really start achieving small and often rewards. Just remember that Rome wasn't built in a day. So what I mean by that is don't be hard on yourself don't be thinking that ah oh, because everybody out here on Instagram, sometimes you might need to unfollow <laughs> some people because, you know, sometimes people are showing the glamour shot. They're showing the highlight reel of their life. But life is hard. Life is challenging. Life is difficult. So this is why you want to put some real great people to around you. Remember, not only was Rome, Rome wasn't built in a day, but Rome wasn't built by itself. Rome wasn't built by itself. Rome was built with people. So you need a mentor around you. You might need some accountability partners around you. You might need to reassess your friend network. You might want to unfollow some people on, on certain social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it may be. You know, really, if you want to achieve something, you, you know, you want to cut out distractions, get laser focused. Don't be hard on yourself. Remember that Rome wasn't built in a day. And remember, small and often is better than massive sporadic steps towards your goal. BJ Fogg says, in order to, to design successful habits and change your behaviors, you should do three things. Stop judging yourself. Take your aspirations and break them down into tiny behaviors. Embrace mistakes as discoveries and use them to move forward and i really want to highlight that last sentence embrace mistakes as discoveries and use them to move forward because we're not perfect we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna like stumble and fall over but the bible says and i want to show you it tuesday it says a just man falls seven times but he gets back up again he gets back up again so the issue is not falling down the issue is are you able to get back up and this is why having a mentor, having accountability partners around you can also really help you. So you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to share your goals, share what you want to achieve, share what habits you want to form. See if you can formulate a group of people around you that are on a similar path. They value similar things to you as well. And that's really helpful. Think about Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, yes, he ran the world record in the fastest time ever. But imagine his training schedule. Imagine the discipline he would have had to apply applied to achieve that goal. And this is what it means. Sometimes you might have to make some sacrifices. Sometimes you might want to cut some things off. Like I said, IG people you follow, you know, glamour shot lifestyles, you know, highlight reels of anybody. Get rid of those distractions. Cut those out. Maybe even delete some apps. It's up to you. But focus in and get closer to what you want to achieve. So the only reason why we repeat behavior is because we like them. You need to experience rewards along the way. So this is why we have to remember that when you think about your goals, there's an easy goal, moderate goal, difficult goal. 
I would say that's how I broke things down. So in five years, that's the, wow, that feels so hard. Like, how am I going to buy a house? I don't even have a grand for a deposit right now. So in the beginning, the easy goal was to say, okay, cool. Well, what do I need to achieve? Well, let me first start with a deposit. Let's say it's 20,000. Okay, so let me look at my money. Okay, I need to create a budget then. So how can I create a budget? And from the budget, what can I save? And based upon those savings, how long would it take me to get to that 20 grand? Let's say it takes me a year or two years once I've budgeted. Now you can start to look at your big goal in a better time frame. You see? So initially you're going to write things down and they may feel, I want you to go big. Like don't hold yourself back. What's been on your heart? What is it being the thing? You know, some people just need this. I give you permission to write down your dreams, right? Uh, write it down and start to think, okay, what is it that I want to achieve? Fine. Pray into it. Really ask for God to guide. And then you can start to say, all right, how do I start to break this down into smaller, more achievable goals? And remember that consistency is key. So in the beginning, the first, what those initial seven days worth of goals you want to achieve, because uh, when you optimize for the beginning, not the end, the end result of the hard work is going to come to pass. And this is why overthinking and procrastination are thieves of joy. And just start now. So good habits, I want you to remember this, they do have a problem and I'll show you what it is. Good habits take longer to form, but if you have feedback quickly, it's helpful so you can see progress. So like I say, break break your big goals down into the smaller time frames. look at the next seven days and think about the habits habits that you need to form to help you get there okay and small and often is better goes on to say that measure your progress as it's key to receiving an immediate reward for your habits and gradually you have you can become someone new step by step the more evidence we have for our beliefs the more likelihood that we will believe it ourselves james clear says every action is a vote for the type of person you wish to become so think about that, think about yourself and say, okay, cool. What actions do I need to take? What habits do I want to form? And let me start small within the next seven days. What can I start? What can I start to achieve in relation to my bigger goals? And that will be so much more fulfilling than just focusing on the big goals all of the time. All right. The second thing I want to talk about when we talk about these 12 steps is speak life-giving words and not doubt. So remember here, one of my favorite authors, Dr. Caroline Lee, she says, words really do cause pain. Researchers have found that hurt feelings from words affect the same area of the brain, the cingulate gyrus as a broken bone or physical injury. Are you hearing that? So the words you speak can cause the same actual injury in the brain as a physical broken bone or physical injury. This is why it's so important. Speak words of life, words of hope. Say, I can, I will, I must, I need help. (laughs) You know, don't be scared to be vulnerable. Don't be scared to reach out to a friend or an associate that you may be struggling with, but don't just speak doubt. Don't just speak negatively into your situation. Me personally, I try to see the optimism even in the difficulties in my life, even in the challenges that I face. I personally have also suffered with my mental health had challenges uh, when I was in my young 20s where I collapsed from stress and overwhelm. And this is why I say once you, once I started to apply her te- her teachings and some biblical teachings as well, but specifically the writings of Dr. Caroline Leaf, 
I've never experienced a breakdown again as I did. And simply not because there's anything good in me, praise God, to be honest, who healed me. But fundamentally, I also apply these practical things of speaking life as well. Remember, she says, you are not a victim. You can control your words. You do have choice. Some of us can almost by habit speak negatively over our life. Just try today, stand in front of the mirror if you have to and say, you know what? I am blessed. I am good. I can do more. I can achieve more. Some people think, you know, just speaking um, affirmations, it's called. Uh, in some respects, I get it. Affirmations without actions is useless. But affirmations is a start, place to start from. So even if you want to start there, affirm fundamentally, yes. But remember what I said about habits. What habits do you need to put in place to help you get there? What accountability can you put around to? What mentors can you put in place? So it's not just on you. You have a team. You have the group. You have the crowd around you to help you achieve your goals. In her book, she shares these scriptures that I really want to share with you today. She says, in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5, it says, We can destroy or we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5. When you objectively observe your own thinking and view to capturing rogue thoughts, you in effect direct your attention to stop negative the negative impact and you rewire healthy new circuits, new neural pathways in your brain it's like i see the negative thought coming i take capture of it and it's not like you throw it away but you kind of say dismiss that negative thought how can i replace that negative thought with a positive powerful words that will really inspire and uplift and encourage you versus make you feel down and negative third thing is around building mental toughness and this is why i speak heavily around i'm going to keep repeating it having a mentor having a group of people around you that have similar values to you can really help you along your path of building mental toughness. In Jordan Peterson's uh, 10 Rules for Life, number one, he says, don't waste your life. And I really love this point. He goes on to break down taking responsibility, confronting suffering, pursue meaning, not happiness, finding your why or purpose, living your truth, getting better every day, having adventurous goals, struggle up the hill and fighting for your beliefs. But look at number one, don't waste your life. When it comes to mental toughness, I want you to understand that you are valuable, you are cared for, you are created. So as a result, there is a intentionality to why you are here. And that means that your life is not a waste. Your life is not something that you could just say, oh, well, what's the purpose of me being here? No, no, no. There's a reason why you are here. There is something that you need to give the, to the world that no one else can give because you have certain experience experiences certain ways you see things certain abilities in yourself that nobody else brings to the table and that's one of multiple reasons as to why you are special i love what he says here. he says perhaps you are overvaluing perhaps maybe you are overvaluing what you don't have and undervaluing what you do have the reason why this quote stood out to me is because i remember when i was dealing with my situation about this is about seven eight years ago now um, and specifically what was happening to me is that I was like, oh, you haven't reached a certain financial place. Uh, some friends were doing really well financially around me. And I was judging myself today based upon their situation. And that is really the worst way to look at life. Your journey is your path. Your path is individual. Don't judge someone's tomorrow with your today. 
and don't judge someone's today with, with your today because you're on your own race you're on your own path and I love what he says here because it's like you're overvaluing what you don't have and undervaluing what you do have what do I mean by that uh, in some respects I was overvaluing what some other people had and then within five years those same people began to start really appreciating what I have because they were like wow Leif you've got this you've got that you've done this you've achieved that and I'm still seeing myself as well I haven't done this and I haven't done that because like you I've wrote my goals down so I haven't achieved these but sometimes we need to kind of retrospectively just look back for a little bit and say wow think about where you were think about what you've achieved think about where you've come from and that can really help you center yourself and stop just trying to only beat yourself up for what you haven't done really appreciate sometimes and really have gratitude for what you do have when she says cultivate mental fitness she says although many of us spend so much time focusing on our physical health whether it's going to the gym pilates class morning foot jog we often forget to spend time working on our mental fitness yet the mind is the source of our thoughts words and actions when our thinking is unhealthy, our lives will be unhealthy. And even if we go to the gym seven times a week, you really want to spend time cultivating, thinking positively. Like I said, speaking those words over your life. When hard times come, don't clam up and hold everything inside. Who can I be vulnerable with? Do I trust the people around me? Can I speak to them and share what I need? Am I in counseling as well? And who can I go to for regular sessions if you need to? Four things that she speaks about. She goes on even further in the book. But I just want to say four things that I love. She says, be grateful. Expect great things. Choose happiness. Become more optimistic. And step up to the challenge. And take responsibility where necessary. And if you can't take the responsibility, be vulnerable. And open up to someone and say, I need help. I need some guidance. Can you step in? Can you help me here today? Uh, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests, let your requests be made known to God. And this is why many a times I choose now, I'm choosing now, I'm getting better at it, but I choose now to not just like, oh, I've got to take on the world's problems. I've got to deal with everything myself. How can I pray about it? How can I give it to the most high? While at the same time, being vulnerable with those around me to say, I need help. I need support going forward. Number four around these 12 success habits is to systemize your morning, systemize your mornings. What do I mean? In the morning, what's the first thing that you do? <laughs> if the first thing that you do is pick up your phone, that's a problem, all right? Don't pick up this thing. And I'm speaking to myself, Leif, don't pick up your phone. And I'm saying, anyone else, if you agree, just let me know in the comments below. Like, are you similar? Like, you're picking up your phone sometimes? No, 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 guys. We can do this together. Let's keep each other accountable, whether it's DM me, you know, on Instagram or just let me know here. Guys, Bible study, you know, devotion and prayer, meditation, go, you know, reviewing your goals, doing some exercise, eating healthy. What could you replace with picking up phone? That's why I say charge your phone in another room. Don't charge your phone in your bedroom. When you wake up in the morning, what other things can you start to do? that will really help to make your morning and set up your morning in the best way. Uh, in Rob Sharma's book, he basically breaks down that the more consistent you are in the morning, the better you will be. Uh, there was another book by um, Timothy Ferris. It's called Tribe of Mentors. I've got it in, on my shelf behind me. And he breaks down that when you look at the most men, uh, successful people 
in uh, that he's been able to speak to and he speaks to people who've done really, really well in life financially and in other ways as well. Uh, the fundamental thing that connects them all is they systemize their morning. So I wanted to share that with you. So here's an example, you know, um, in the morning here, waking up at five. Sometimes I wake up five, sometimes I wake up six. Uh, and also sometimes my children wake me up. So it can throw me out as well. But in Rob Sharma's book, The 5am Club, he really breaks down. If you could wake up at five or some might wake up earlier if they want. But just having some kind of systematic way, so prayer and devotion, you know, reviewing goals, exercising, visualizing your goals as well, whatever it is for you. Uh, and make sure you combine that with a healthy breakfast. And there's loads of information online around to improve your breakfast. But working on your calendar, working on your mornings is really, really important. So another thing you can do is just make sure that you're reviewing your habits, you're reviewing your goals and habits. So looking at that in the morning, even at lunch and before bed. That rhythm of seeing what you want to achieve can be really helpful as well. So you decide, you look at your mornings, you see what, what works for you. Uh, number five is around setting specific deadlines. You know, like as you begin to look at your goals, right? Remember your habits lead to your goals, but specific as you lead to your goals, you've, I think many of you have heard of the expression, the SMART goal The uh, is a great way, of, an acronym of looking at it. But like, you know, think about what is urgent, make them personal to you, make them actionable and make your goals meaningful, right? So when you begin to think, all right, as I'm jumping into this new year now and I'm looking at the goals that I want to achieve, uh, you know, is it what, what specifically is it and when do I want to achieve those goals? And that's why I showed you that framework before of how you break your goals down. The sixth point I want to speak to you about is activating, you know, cultivating active listening listening skills cultivating active listening skills and active listening is about you in conversation with someone you're looking interested you want to really involve yourself to respond staying on target testing your understanding by asking questions back and forth about what that person is saying evaluate your words before you speak so sometimes you might need to listen more <laughs> before you just respond and try and like, I love the, like end at the last one, neutralize your feelings. Don't always take things personal. Sometimes you could be in conversation with someone and they may not agree as you agree. Um, sorry, they may not agree as you believe. So try not to personalize it, have a real conversation and allow the person to think, you know what? I can be honest with this person direct. Number seven is to stop complaining and take accountability for your actions you know and i'm saying this to myself you know it's not that man's fault it's not the government's fault it's not the system's fault even though there are issues with the government or whoever else it may be remember that you know stop complaining about you know things you can take control of right if there's things you can't take control of then you know there's a reason why we can do things in community but what is it that you can do i love the book um boundaries uh, henry cloud says to rescue people from of, to rescue people from the natural consequences of their behavior is to render them powerless. That's why consequences for your actions and understanding it is really important. When you're personally accountable, you take ownership of what happens as a result of your choices and actions. You don't blame others, you don't make excuses, and you do what you can, what you can to make amends when things go wrong. To become more accountable, make sure that you're clear about your roles and responsibilities. So this is really understanding your position, being honest with where you're at, apologies when necessary, forgiving those for yourself and managing your time wisely. And this is me, don't overcommit 
and you have to obviously keep growing when these situations happen, but don't overcommit. <laughs> That's like me definitely talking to myself here. All right. I love his statement here. It says, if you continue to blame other people for making you feel guilty, they still have power over you. And you're saying that you will only feel good when they stop doing that. You are giving them control over your life. So stop blaming other people. So, be, uh, so, so sorry, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, fantastic statement. You know, stop blaming other people because in blaming others, I'm giving them control, them control over my life. Number eight, and I keep saying it earlier, I'll say it again, get an accountability partner or group. You know, there is, you know, remember we are stronger together. Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose Driven Life says, if you're losing the battle, if you're losing the battle against a persistent bad habit, an addiction, a temptation, and you're stuck in repeating a cycle of good intentions through failure or good intention, failure or guilt, you will not get better on your own. You need to help. You need the help of other people because some temptations are only overcome when the help of a partner who prays for you, encourages you and holds you accountable is key. There is a power in team. There's a power in community power and tribe you know where you want to be that's why it's good to be around people with similar values i think about my friend circle and most of the men around me are married or looking to be married um and really working on improving themselves for marriage for those who are not married and i remember like thinking at a younger age marriage was a big thing big thing i valued so i the men around me are a reflection of that value system as well all right so I've began to think, okay, there are other men around me, even though they may not be married, they're also thinking about that long term as well. So it means that, you know, I have multiple accountability partners. When I'm tempted, when I'm struggling, I can pick up the phone, have a phone call, someone can pray for me, someone can uplift and encourage. We're stronger together in a team. So when you think about accountability, this is great for you. It really helps you to overcome addictions. And just remember that, you know, bad addictions what are the triggers for those bad addictions and use this acronym HALT. These triggers could be hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And this is why having a accountability group is key when you're hungry. You know, is it like, ah, oh, who can I have around me? Can I go out for a meal? My friends, am I angry? Can I make a phone call? Someone help calm me down. Am I lonely? Or if you're lonely, if you're by yourself, if you live by yourself, could you join a community, a tribe? Could you start volunteering anymore? Could you join community-based programs uh, and signing up to charitable things as well? Get yourself out of your house as well. And then if you're tired, this is something that's hard because many, especially bad habits, whether it's porn, you know, any addictions, drugs, whatever it may be, sometimes it's triggered by any of these or sometimes when you're tired, you know, you're not really thinking straight. So just think about that and how, what things could I put in place to really help me achieve my goals as well. Uh, accountability partner benefits, so just so you're super clear, they can help you stay motivated. They can help you plan and strategize. Uh, they can act as independent observers that sit outside of you to speak into your situation. Uh, they can remind you of your goals and they can give you advice for improvement especially if you're around a group of people who have achieved what you want to achieve as well. Ephesians 4 and verse 12 says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. 
Three are bet three are even better, for a three braided cord is not easily broken. This was written by Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live. Number nine is around finding find and focus on your purpose. Find and focus on your purpose. What I mean, I love this Japanese concept for meaning. Uh, it speaks about your passions, your mission, your vocation, your profession. When we talk about passions, we're talking about, you know, what you love. When we talk about your mission, you're talking about what the world needs. We're talking about your vocation, what you are good at. Your profession is what you're being paid for. The unfortunate thing is that so many of us think that our purpose is what we're being paid for. Now, for some of us, what we are being paid for does align with our purpose. But for majority of us, unfortunately, we define ourselves by what we do. And this is why it's really good to start going on that journey to start finding your purpose, to think, you know, what do you love? You know, what does the world need that I can bring and help be impact? Uh, what are you good at? And let me explore it. And instead of just staying where you are, I go to my job every week or every day that I may not be as um, uh, so inspired by. Could I volunteer some time? Uh, be involved in community and other areas and really explore new aspects new aspects to who I am number 10 is around organizing your time um, and I speak here about the 90 power minutes rule and I'll break it down to you why it's so key to organize your time like I spoke to you earlier uh, about habits trigger action reward really understanding number one when it comes into you getting work done Clear your workspace of all distractions. Make this as clear, as clean as possible. No distractions, no soft drinks, no games. Like if you see my office right now, it's literally your office, got my laptop here and that's it. Books behind me. Don't have any like Xbox here or anything like that. Removing all of that. If you can, try and remove your phone from reach. This is me breaking my own <laughs> teachings here. But if you can, just remove it, especially when you lock in and get some work done, work done as well. So next, when you think about your workspace, how have you designed your workspace? Be intentional. Try and make it as clean and as clear as possible. You know, having some green foliage in there, uh, uh, having your desk pointed towards a window is super helpful if you can do that. Like, I know we're not always in home spaces where we can, but really cleaning up your space to be as neat and as tidy as you possibly can get it. So when you think about it, when you want to ask these points, what's the most or the highest leverage that thing that I can work on first? Uh, why do I choose to work on this thing and why is it important? What's the most exciting thing about getting this work done and thinking about that? And, you know, think about these program questions really prime your mind for productive work. So when you want to set those 90 minutes, you can use uh, e.ggtimer.com. And what that allows you to do is when you go to this website, it will record you for 90 minutes as you work on that specific thing. Do that work for 90 minutes you know, no distractions, no breaks. For 90 minutes, you lock in, you do that task, you leave, and then you take a break for half an hour or an hour, come back, lock in for another 90 minutes. And like I said, because you've written in goals over the next seven days, this is a powerful tool you can use as well. Number 11 is around reading the book each month, an audio book, if possible, you can connect into that as well. So it's a physical book or an audio book, super, super helpful. So it's like 12 books a year or more, or multiple different audio books because you can do audiobooks in hours. So what are you passionate about? Where do you want to get better? And what are your interests? Start to find books around things you actually like, things you actually are interested in. The more you like something, like I showed you, the more you like something, the more you, you will do something. And reading is a fantastic habit to improve on as well. <laughs> Number 12, this is the habit of enjoying your life. 
prioritizing your health today and make it a priority. So really, when I talk about enjoying your life, this is where you say, all right, I look at my year and I say, okay, throughout the year, when am I going to take weekend breaks throughout the year? When am I going to set some holidays in place, family vacations, whatever it may be, individual vacations, like look at your year, put that into your diary, be very intentional to plug in those rest times. And I'm speaking to myself as I say this, right? Um, It's so important because even Jesus in the Bible, he needed to rest when things in life got over overwhelming for him. So I take my, you know, counsel there, definitely do the same thing and have rest breaks. Try and spend it with people you love, get around community, get involved in building relationship with those. Remember, life is not just always about work. Life is about relationships. Life is about building solid relationships, achieving goals, working on purpose. But fundamentally, be around people you love more and more and more, inputting in their life, leaving a legacy that's long lasting and so powerful, all right? So create a game plan as well. This is my bonus point uh, for today. I know I said 12, but I had to throw this one in because you guys wanted it. It's really to create a game plan for your bu- and, and budget for your money, all right? And when you think about this, If you want me to, let me know in the comments if you want me to break down the whole how you budget, specific ways to budget, spreadsheets on budgeting and so on and so forth, how you can build it. I will happily do that because this has been one of the biggest challenges in my life around money and finances and stressing about money and finances. But my 13th point is really around creating a real game plan. Game plan. When I say game plan, not only are you budgeting, but how am I investing? How am I saving? How am I thinking about my future and not just my today? So to everybody that's here, I really want to thank you so much for being here for this specific training. This is the 12 Success Habits to Help You Achieve Your Goal. The Lay Fallist podcast is hosted by myself, where I love to teach beginner designers all the essentials they need to improve their lives and grow in their career, as well as business essentials for freelance designers. And if you like today's episode, you can find free resources and links to training for new designers in the show notes. And if you want to know more, you can subscribe by visiting laithwallace.com forward slash podcast. That's laithwallace.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, look after yourself and look after your family.